0: Welcome to the Heart-Centered Entrepreneur Series. My name is Jody Maley, and I've been an entrepreneur and business owner for over 27 years now. Thanks for joining the podcast, and I can't wait to share with you tips and ideas on how to grow your heart-centered entrepreneur business. As a personality dimensions coach, I help entrepreneurs discover who they are at their core so they can have real and authentic sales conversations with their ideal clients. We all started or joined a business so that we can make an income on our terms. Whether you're just starting out in your entrepreneur journey or have been in sales for a while, the key to any business is sales and nurturing the sales relationship. So I invite you to sit back, relax, maybe even have your favorite drink and take some notes as we have fun delving in to learn more from the top one to 2% income earners who are making such a difference and impact for themselves and their beautiful teams. Their tips and ideas will uplift and inspire you in a heart-centered, authentic way to help lift you up, move you forwards towards your perfect dream and goal. So stay tuned to the end of each podcast as I will share a little gift from me that I know will get you inspired in your beautiful business. Welcome to the Heart Centered Entrepreneur Series and I'm so happy to introduce um, a new friend. I like new friends. New friends are fun friends. Uh, This is Shannon Maines from originally, I guess you're originally from the States, but then you moved up here to Canada and now you're back in the States. So I'm going to let Shannon introduce herself and tell us a little bit about you. So.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you, and hello, everybody. I am so honored to be here and excited to share a little bit of my my story and journey. So, yes, I have moved eighteen times now. Um, yeah. yeah, sorry <laughs> you you have moved, Shannon. Probably about as many
0: times as I have. And yeah. recently, in COVID, we have moved three times.
1: Okay, you have me by one because <laughs> we've moved twice twice during COVID. But we did move from Canada back to America during COVID, so that was uh, that was interesting, uh, quite the uh, experience to say the least. But yeah, I grew up in California. Um, my kind of backstory and history is I had always, from about the age of five, wanted to be a NICU nurse. So I was very passionate about babies, like the smaller the better. It just had always been something on my heart and. You know, I was lucky enough to be able to pursue that and and follow that dream, and I loved what I did. Absolutely loved what I did. And then throughout a, a few years into that career, I also became a travel nurse. So that kind of started my moving traveling bug that I have. And uh, met my husband as well. And we just decided we're going to we're going to move as much as we can. We're going to take every opportunity we can while we were young at that time and You know, then it was like, okay, we're getting older. We need to become adults. We need to settle down. (laughs) And, you know, we had moved to Boston and we moved to Oregon and all over California. And, And so then we ended up in Washington state and we did the whole adulting thing. We built our first house and, you know, we got our, what we called like our real, real, real jobs that were stable jobs and kind of noticed that we were unhappy Um, not with each other, thankfully, but just in life, like we felt Mm -hmm. unfulfilled. We were stuck in this place of like debt and doom. And it didn't matter how much I worked. Um, we were, we were just stuck and I picked up a second full-time nursing job working night shifts. And then I had to pick up a third job on night shifts. So a lot of weeks I was working seven nights a week, 12 to 16 hours a night, sleeping two to three hours a day, if I was lucky, and just watching nothing in our life financially really improve was such a disheartening feeling. Right. And I just kind of sat back and I remember crying one day, it was about 5.15 or 5.14, because the cutoff to get canceled for nursing was 5.15. So 5.14, I got that call that I my shift was canceled that night. And I knew instantly we weren't going to be able to pay our bills you know, it was just, there goes another one. And I thought I am never going to be able to get ahead. I'm never going to be able to get out of this. I'm never going to be able to see my family and travel and spend time with my husband, which was why I had worked so hard to get, you know, a nursing degree in the first place. And I just, I was crying while making my top ramen and just thought, this is it. This is the next 30, 40 years of my life. And I started having these, these thoughts that there's got to be something else out there for me, but I had zero clue what that was zero clue. And a few months went by and my sister kind of showed up, flew up from California. California to visit us. And she said, You're a hot mess. And I agreed. <laughs> said, I know I am, but I don't know. I family. I know. She's so real with me. And she's like, You've got to talk to a friend of mine. She's doing something with some company. She didn't even tell me it was the right name. She said it was Rodan and Flowers. Got the name. Half right but literally I it. nothing. And I thought, okay, well, I don't know what this is. I don't think I'll be good at this. I don't think I have time for this, but I'll, I'll check it out. And I talked to her friend that night and I was pretty much within four minutes blown away by the company, by the brand, by the caliber of the products, the doctors who created it. And I just thought this might be for me, you know, it yeah. might be what I need. And and that was kind of i i would say 4 to 10 minutes later i joined and and jumped in and didn't didn't look back and our entire life changed from that yes wow and you know what's amazing with that story is
0: key things that people in, have had similar paths yeah i was younger my my babies at the time were 4 years and about 6 months old and I remember sitting there and I actually come from a background where my my father was a teacher and always yeah. had a side gig of some sort. So I always knew what entrepreneurship was. However, I saw the struggles of entrepreneurship, too, and how my parents worked really hard, how they had a lot of inventory. We used to joke when we were kids, we used to hide among the Amway boxes. Of- <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> and uh, and I thought, you know, uh, like I knew it was something I would probably want to do and I just remember changing diapers and just being sitting there on the floor with my baby my baby's crying I'm crying and again just like you said there everyone has that moment of where a switch kind of goes off Mm -hmm. and it's the switch of think I'm supposed to do more there must be more than just this and whether it's propelled by like for myself it was propelled by human contact is what I was seeking right yeah, human contact sure. and then then of course then the money was great because I'm like what I'm doing home parties and I'm getting paid like legit two or three hundred dollars a night and not paying daycare costs like this is this is ridiculous what what and um so then there's that and then or there's just like you said, you've been let off from a job and it's like, what in the world do I do? And so for anyone listening, this is kind of a key thing because you, your product, your service, the company you represent, always be aware that there is someone out there, just a Shannon or a Jody, who wants what you have but they don't know it yet.
1: Absolutely. So, so true. And that's what I, I think when people are starting now or, or they're, you know, thinking about joining, I, I say, this was, this was everything I didn't know I needed. Yeah. And you can be that for somebody else. This doesn't have to be, you know, everybody's looking to take it to the level that I have, but you can help somebody else who maybe wants to take it to the level that I have and change their life. And and then along that journey, get to change so many other lives. Absolutely. And the fact too, that everybody starts out
0: with a different dream. And again, when I started, it was, I didn't have to have inventory, right? So I was like, oh, I can do a show. It gets delivered to their house. Cool cat. I just, give them the slips it's all delivered there and so for me that was a big awakening yeah. and then we're going to talk here a little bit about your leadership journey too Um, because I think with top leaders there's also a pivoting point in their life where that leadership comes in because you join a business because a you want the money yeah I like and That's and for sucker. me yeah, <laughs> yeah. I or, or you join a business because there's that initial need like so for you it was you had been let laid off from a job for myself it was like diapers and kids and like is this all that there must be more I know I meant to do more so I had that was my propelling thing so I was having fun I was doing stuff and I say I got into leadership accidental leadership I called it because at one of my shows somebody from a different company had come up to me and be you just did a thousand dollar show and you got four bookings Um, I want to join your team what people can sign up (laughs) Yeah, that's a thing. Literally, I've <laughs> been doing this about eight months. And oh, my God. <laughs> I, I was up here in Canada, middle of BC, little town. I'm still actually in that same town. We've moved a lot, but we've come back here. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I didn't even know I was the top salesperson in Canada. I just was doing my thing, doing my thing. Yeah. I didn't realize, because you can make money just on sales end of stuff, and your company, I'm sure, is the same. Yep. Yep. But Absolutely. then that accidental leadership and I was like oh oh and so then very quickly I signed on two or three people and leveled up into their ranks of leadership and then I didn't know what to do with them
1: I love it (laughs) and I'm like I understand that completely
0: yeah and so then I'm like well maybe I better go to a convention that's locally here in my in my for you guys to be your state but up here province I'm like oh so I drove eight hours to go to a you know Team convention type thing to figure out eh, people are signing up now what do I do because again yeah we kind of go in these little spurts of so tell us a little bit about how your leadership like I said mine was accidental leadership but how did yeah. yours evolve
1: yeah so you know I I think I was in a way had like a unicorn horn in understanding the value behind the (laughs) business side. And so it was probably within just a few weeks of joining that I was like, that's where it's at. And not even in the money point for me. I mean, it is great to be able to, to make an income and build a business from helping other people. Um, but it was just, kind of this aha moment that I could change people's lives by sharing the business side. It wasn't so much about just being able to help their skin or now help their hair, but it was changing their life. And so I got very excited and very passionate about helping people join and start their own business and really understanding where they were at, like where, what were they coming in wanting and where were they at? as far as everything goes what was their life like and what did their you know social media desires what were they like because everything was sort of changing 10 years ago and like kind of becoming more social media based so there was a lot of a learning curve for it um and so i think because i came in with just this complete i I think it's like that nursing heart in me is what i Mm -hmm. kind of attributed to is i wanted to help people and so i loved that aspect of leadership but it was very much a fail forward learning process, right? Like <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing. Nobody had taught me how to be a leader and especially being new into the business. I think my first person joined me two and a half weeks after I joined. So I'm trying to help her and I'm like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. So thankfully I didn't use the resources that our company and, and other leaders had, but It's just been so much of really, you know, taking a step back, um, looking and doing like a lot of ego checks with myself and, um, and really trying to understand that everybody is going to have a different process and a different journey within this. This business or within this industry and walking alongside them at their pace. That was sort of a big switch for me in like, I wanted people to want to go as fast as I did, or want to come to where I'm at or be on the trips that I was getting. And not everybody wanted that. So it was really, you know, it was a lot of learning to match people's efforts and show up with them um, along, along their journey.
0: Yeah. And I think, I actually haven't talked about this on a podcast. Uh, Maybe I have, I can't remember. But when I was introduced into leadership from my leader and the leader I had, who was uh, not my direct sponsor, I think she was two up, had said, you know, if you're really, really wanting and keen into even more leadership. So when I went to that first little mini convention, kind of like, it was about three or 400 women there. But what struck me was that they were average, average women, just like myself that were up on stage. And then of course that got me to the, there's my more that yeah. because I am a natural speaker and leader. That's actually yeah. my DNA coding and people who do like personality. Well, yeah. I'm a personality coach and I know that now, but I didn't at the time. And mm-hmm. so that I need to do that next step. And so she actually got me into the top leader, the regional vice president of our group at the time. And I remember her saying, you know, because she just like you said, working with people at the level that they want to be working at. And I think that that's a preponderance of really, really great leaders is having that awareness and that You know, I had a top Mary Kay lady here, and she's like kind of the same thing. She's like, I'm just there, ready for them when they're ready to step up. And she's she's earned like 18 cars with that company, and so Uh, it's like really cool. I love I love her growth stuff, but same thing. So I remember going up to her, and she said this to me, and you've probably heard this, and I'll see if it's statistically true. But she said something that stuck with me, and it was like for every 10 people who join your team. There's going to be the one or two that fall out. It wasn't for them or leadership wasn't for them. That's fine. They've, you know, gotten their movies and gone on. Two or three will do like the minimum requirements to be there as a a leader or consultant. Three of them will actually hit quotas and do a little bit above. And then one out of your 10 will be your leader to develop. 100%.
1: 100 <laughs> percent nailed it that is exactly it yeah i just think that yeah. with those few that fall off quickly they just joined witness protection yes, yes. yeah but yeah no bad. it definitely was it's i find that to be absolutely true and i think that's an important thing for newer consultants newer you know people in the business to understand that not every person is going to come in and want what you know what they could have or see the vision or, you know, believe in their themselves enough to be able to go for it. But yeah, that's definitely an accurate statistic. Right. <laughs> yeah. And so when she said that, and
0: of course, meeting me in my personality, I was like, I wonder why, I wonder why, I wonder why that is that way That is. And so when she said that again, <laughs> I was brought up with this and I thought, well, I can do things just, I'm a different notch, right? I am never the in the box person. I'm always yeah. the one, I'll take apart the box. I'll look through the box. I'll flip it. I'll, like, I'll do everything else that you can. And I thought, oh, that's a that's a crazy statistic. And so then I went on a search and journey of that. And then I, I did my bringing people in a little bit differently. And I'm like, hmm, what if I had like five out of those 10 people want to be the leader? And yeah. then two or three, like I always kind of aimed higher <laughs> yeah, so yeah high. for sure and then some of those people that when I had that different perspective as leadership by the way those people then coming in were like some of them I've been in this industry 27 years and some of those first leaders that I brought into that company 27 years ago are still going oh. because I had a different set and then again I didn't know this because nobody told me stuff I'm just up here doing my stuff and putting in front and this is what I wanted to develop. And then the company was like, you're doing some crazy, amazing things. Like, do you know, like your stats are super high for this? Like, this is the company standards. This is the industry standards, what people do. And you're kind Uh of like at the 75%. and And I'm like wow I had no idea what yeah maybe you should tell me and they're like no we want you to tell us and I'm like yeah what What are you doing (laughs) (laughs) yeah and so that's been drawn into what I'm doing now and why I love having amazing women like you on this podcast is because it gives everyone who has different journeys and different stories of you know not giving up if you knew that yeah. you were called into your beautiful company, your beautiful business for a reason, you know, grab hold, grab hold of those, grab hold of the Shannons of the world, grab, she's in your spectrum, like zoom in on her
1: yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> and have
0: those, and those really great, the top one to 2%. That's what I found is that their thinking is a little bit different than yeah. the rest.
1: Yeah. I think too, you're, you're absolutely right. And it, it seems like, you know, when people will ask me, what is my secret sauce? Like, what am I doing differently? I'm not doing anything different. I'm just showing up and I'm believing in it. And I'm using this industry and this business and, you know, this as a way to grow personally. And I think that is then making everything become better and easier and more successful. And then with that, and that success helps other people see what's possible. But you know, I show up, I do, I do the do and I'm, I'm, I'm practicing what I preach. And I think if people can kind of push away their fears And learn what those are and like learn how to move through them. We all have them. We all come in with, you know, our own kind of fears, worries, um, worries of prejudgment, all these things that are are kind of normal in this industry, but it's who is willing to kind of take a deep breath and move forward through those and just show up. If you're excited, people are going to be excited with you. Yeah. And I love what you said, too, of it's the
0: personal side and the moving forward that um, I coach a couple of people who own direct sales companies. And and one of the things with them, exact same kind of thing, actually. Top leaders and even owners of company, we think like they're, they're on this different spaceship and whatever, and they really aren't. It's actually the same kind of mindset thing, but it's the exact same thing of You show up, your vision, your vision. If you, if Shannon was not with this particular company and a different one, your vision and who you want to serve would be the exact same. Because that's the other um, thing of great, like top income earners of companies that I've realized over 27 years of doing this is that if you removed you from the company, if the company for some reason went tomorrow, Mm -hmm. Shannon would know who she would. Still serve because your service of people is still the same your love of them wanting to attain greatness no matter what they're doing the vehicle just shifts and changes right yeah I think that that's the thing Of people think it's the oh I gotta change the vehicle and the different vehicle you know what be on the road that you need to be on first yeah and then that right vehicle for you will will show up absolutely
1: yeah Oh, it's so true. <laughs> so, so.
0: And and even moving. So I find this interesting, too, that you guys have moved a lot. And after you've now been involved with you, with uh, Rodown and Fields here, have you
1: moved a lot? Like, have you had to yeah. really start your business over? I have. Um, so when we started back in 2012, we were living in Washington State. And then a year later, I retired from my nursing career. And we moved to Vancouver, Canada. And that's close where we spent, <laughs> yes, close to you. And it was, you know, it was such a unique experience because we moved there. We didn't know a single person. I think we had driven through it once on our way home from Whistler. <laughs> that was it. Didn't know anything about the city and and basically showed up. And I I was at such a different time in my life to have gone from working every single night of the week to having only this and all the free time in the world. I had to really kind of learn how to be an entrepreneur in a very different way. And I had to learn how to be a business owner and and what, you know, kind of setting expectations for myself and how to, how to have this in my life and get my work done and not feel like I wanted to go play and, you know, explore Vancouver (laughs) every single day. Um, So that was a really interesting challenge, but Coming into, you know, a new city, new country, everything was different. I knew that I was, I was going to have to learn. And this was kind of where my personal development and growth journey started was I had to step out of my own way and I had to get comfortable being uncomfortable, knowing that's what it was going to take to grow and to just not even, not even including the business, but just to make friends, to make connections, to have people, you know, humans that I could go (laughs) out with and, and feel like I was normal. (laughs) So, you know, that was quite an experience and one that I'm so thankful for. And from there, we spent four years in Vancouver, the longest we've ever lived anywhere. Um, And then we left and went to Denver, Colorado for about two years. Um, We moved twice while we were there. And then we went to Montreal, Quebec, Canada, spent about two years there. Um, And then in 2021, early 2021, we decided it was time to go back to America. Um, COVID in Canada were very hard. (laughs) And
0: and in a French Canadian country. too, totally.
1: Totally different. Um, It was definitely another learning experience. But yeah, we ended up coming to uh, Orlando, Florida area and have moved now twice since we've been here. So it's, you know, it's funny, I was talking about this with um, someone from corporate last night. And they said, you know, a lot of people will think because you move, you have connections everywhere. And I said, not yes and no Vancouver. Yes, I've got connections. But everywhere else, when you're moving every few months you don't make friends and connections that easily and that quickly. And so while most people would think that's to my, you know, like, Oh, it's just so easy for you because you move all the time. I don't have that core group of people. I don't have, you know, I don't have kids. So it's not like I can go meet people at their school or at the park or at the playground. Like I don't have that. So anything that I have done or anybody that I've met is because I had to learn how to socially interact and be normal. And as a shy introverted you know, original person. It's been a, a learning curve and a journey for me, but I'm so thankful uh, for all of it along the way. But yeah, now we live in Florida, and I go to Disney multiple times a week, and you know, <laughs> love my life. <laughs> I'm not complaining. That's awesome. Yeah. I love yeah. that, and and the fact that you've
0: grown into you know, knowing your your style of what you like yeah. and enjoy too is really really important. So as we wrap up here, I'm going to ask you a couple more questions because of course, I'm always interested in people and, and stuff. So I take it that when you, so for people listening, because of course, what I do is I help leaders level up who are in, you know, the starting of their business and like you and me you started leadership and you didn't quite know how to help those people. And I accidentally started leadership and now knowing what I, what I know now, I probably do it a little bit differently for sure. Um, But what would you give the advice to, to your younger self when you first started out? Like what's that one gem that you would tell yourself?
1: Um, I think part of it is one sort of knowing that statistic we were talking about earlier, because that I think would have kind of helped with, I don't want to say heartbreak, but with that, like, oh, people are, you know, they're not doing it because of me, which is not at all, you know, the case. Um, But I think when it comes to the leadership side of things, I would have been a little simpler in my onboarding. I wanted to you know, vomit everything on that. Like, yes, all of it. So it's like, let's just, let's take a step back and let's have a very simplified onboarding plan that was the same for everybody in a way that I could then turn around and say, look, I've done the same thing with this person who's done amazing things in their business. And I did the same thing with this person who at the end of the day, it wasn't for them. That's okay. And that would have, I think, taken off a lot of my plate and my time and also then my heart like it would have just been like okay this is part of it and that's okay so I think that was probably one of the the biggest lessons when it comes to the leadership side of things I would have done differently
0: yeah I love that and and that is a really great statistic because when people come in and they think that everyone that they sign they they would love to have a superstar right and yeah. if it's one thing that I've learned doing personality dimensions, and by the way, I know my amazing team here will let anyone know my upcoming workshops. I hold twice a month. So this is for any leader um, or you're developing leaders. And they're kind of like, I don't even know how to authentically sell to people, let alone build a leader team. You guys yeah. are more than welcome to join into those. Um, so there'll be a link for that but also to give people that as a new leader the okay that not everyone is going to be that superstar and that's why i was going to say one thing of leadership that i've learned is with the four different personalities that we all have we're really good at knowing ourselves is one thing and if you don't know that's okay you you can learn it you can learn that too but i think that then you're then you're with people who obviously you're one personality and there's three other ones. So it's like, you know how to relate to yourself. And then you have people join your team at first because they join your essence and they're probably very close to your personality style and you work well together. But what about the 75 other percent? And we always, in this business, and and here's where I like to poke the holes a bit. In this business, we're then told, oh, well then they're just not your people. Just move on to those who are your people. I also have a very different perspective on that because when I did shows, I'd be always the person and you, you, John is gonna go, oh yeah, I know this person that you're talking about. The person in the room that sits there with their arms crossed who doesn't yeah. seem integrated into what you're saying. And they, and you're like, oh, well, we, we try not to prejudge people, but let's face it, we do. And we're like, mm, she's never gonna host a party with me, whatever. I was always, like I said, the opposite thinker, and I'd be like, it's really easy for me to get the yeses. I already know instantly who's going to be saying yes to me and leaning in, because we're of similar personality. I can speak their language really easy. The lady with her arms crossed, what can I say or do that would make her host a party? Because I'd always know that if I could get, you know, Marianne or whoever you want to call it to to actually host a party. Everybody in the room ate, I've gotten their respect because they're like, "She never <laughs> hosts parties with any of us." You got her yeah. the book a show, and instinctively, and I didn't know this, but instinctively, I was like, "What's the love language that I could say or do that would get the Mary with her arms crossed to say yes?" And so that's what I want to challenge you guys with who are listening to this is, you know, what kind of language are you using that you think that that person's not a good fit, but they could be. And sometimes that that Mary Jane with her arms crossed, when she have spoken her love language and her leadership language and brought that in, those are sometimes your best leaders who are so opposite from you and you would yes. never have looked at them or thought that they would be the superstar. And all of a sudden they're like, you took the time to actually get to know me. Yeah. and they appreciate that most and then they just go what? and then and you're yeah. like I don't know what I and, and then other people are like how did you do that how did you and I'm like I don't know but uh-huh. well, there's the other thing too that and I think that that's what great leaders also do too is they even recognize that some of those people that you think because I'm sure you've had people on your team like you're like well I don't know
1: if this is going to go with them or
0: how they're oh. going to choose this but I know they they flip their switch
1: on themselves and I like yeah that. absolutely that's kind of been one of my favorite things is the one-on-one coaching calls with people where I get them to or help them I don't get them to do anything but I help them to like open up with why they said yes to this in their in the very 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 beginning like what was in their heart or what was in their brain about what this could do for them and if we can kind of figure that part out and follow down that path. I have watched people's businesses transform literally overnight and go from somebody who had done nothing to a top leader within four months. And it's, you know, it's like everybody has that power and that potential to do great things in this industry. And it's just sort of untapping that with people and And a funny story, I think kind of fits in with what you're saying um, with the girl with crossed arms, my uh, really good friend for a long time became my sister-in-law when I married her brother. And so for 10 years, she's been watching me do this and we worked together multiple times, multiple hospitals, and she kept telling me no. And I, you know, I wasn't going to change our friendship over her saying no. So nothing with that ever changed, but I wanted her to like, no, Hey, I think this would be really great for you and you'd love it. And for 10 years, it was a no every single time. And she came to visit, stayed two weeks with us in Florida last August And a couple months went by, about a month and a half. And she called me up and she said, here's my credit card. I'm ready to get started. And I'm like, (laughs) what? (laughs) Where did this come from? And she said, first of all, I didn't know what I didn't know. And I never took the time to actually learn how this is different than my expectations. And she said, and then I watched you. Organically and naturally weave this into your life while living this most incredible life, where you're traveling all the time, or you're at the pool, or you're out to lunch with your friends, and and yet you're still running and operating this business from your phone. And she goes, I was ready. I finally. Was ready. I was ready to hear about it. I was ready to join. And she joined, and she has been on fire like, absolutely growing this incredible team. She's got a ton of customers, and everybody now, people are joining her going. Because you saw the vision and it took you 10 years and you believe in it now, I believe and trust you. And it's just been so great to watch it. Even after 10 years of it, somebody as close as my good friend and sister-in-law, you know, they said no for so long. It doesn't mean that it's not the right business or, you know, thing for them. It just might not be the right time for them. And so it's giving people that permission to like be okay with that being the case. And then eventually their light bulb might go on. So Yeah. It's been a really cool journey to watch with her and, and, you know, her just really growing into her own leadership in a few months. I love it. And I got goosebumps on that
0: story, Yeah, (laughs) which is always when you know, it's a really, really good story. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, it's
1: been special. It's been really special.
0: Oh, right. Well, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for sharing your insights. And for those people who are, you know, maybe Maybe you have been like go from your job, and maybe you're you're wondering, oh man, what is it that I can do? You know, take a look at starting with a company that you resonate with, and a company that I mean, and you'll know. Like Shannon knew within what'd you say, four to five minutes? Four minutes. Yeah. yeah, that this was the journey for her. I was a little different. I love the products and I'm like, and I was thinking, oh, how can I spend this much? Cause I was young. How can I spend this much? And my husband not get mad at me and my girlfriend, like, let me just buy the kit. It's probably cheaper. I'm like, oh yeah, true. And so I never, again, I accidentally stepped into doing this. And so whether Mm -hmm. you're intentional or it's made for you, or it's an accidental thing, This is such a great opportunity for people. And I'm going to leave with a statistic that someone had told me, and it really, now it makes sense. But most people who join into network marketing or a direct sales company, home party plan, whatever whatever is your jam with your company, they don't realize that top income earners who earn significant $100,000 or more of women this is a North America statistics, by the way. So it goes Canada and the U.S. Eighty-five percent of them are in a direct sales or network marketing company, which means the other fifteen percent, or maybe a lawyer, a doctor, NICU nurse, whatever, but oh, you're probably on the the bottom. yeah, you're probably <laughs> on the bottom part of that. And so yeah. this is literally. 85% of women who are making significant income are doing it this way and I just love having amazing guests like you Shannon who top one to two percent of your current company you can come in here and give us some great
1: inspiration and don't say no keep the go <laughs> yes well thank you so much for having me it was a joy to be on here with
0: you all right. And again, Jenna is going to put here into the link for anyone who wants to join in on my next workshop. And again, thank you so much, Shannon, for being here with us today. Thank Make you. Have a great day, everyone. Bye. Bye. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and learned a lot. Each one of my guests have a special and unique spot in my heart as they have shared what they love about their business and how they truly have grown in their entrepreneur journey. Thanks for sticking around to the end. And I would love to give to you a fun and easy quiz that you can take right now that will help you assess how you feel about the sales process in your beautiful business, building relationships, lifting each other up so we can all gain more in our lives. And our business is what is truly important to me. And my hope is that in some small way, I've been able to do that for you today. So again, this is Jody Maley with the Heart-Centered Entrepreneur Series here in beautiful BC, Canada. Truly have a great and inspired rest of your day. The link to the quiz will be attached below, and please like, follow, and share this podcast if it inspired you today.